And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. And now Pritchard open again hits. Oh, well, he checked there. So now you know Pritchard can shoot it. He's not afraid. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. We've got all your Tuesday night NBA action right here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Mo Dakiel. That's Andrew Schleck pushing the buttons. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of the most ridiculous sports year we've ever had. And next year, probably also going to be ridiculous. You can catch it all by subscribing now and saving by going to theathletic.com slash daily ding. You receive an all-access subscription and get one to gift for free. Sports are back, and you won't want to miss breaking stories on your favorite teams, plus the best analysis out there. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Receive an all-access subscription and give one for free. Coming up on today's show, the Bucks let it fly. The Knicks do something they haven't done in 303 days. And the national TV games were awful. But first, Celtics Pacers gave us a gift, Mo. Celtics 116, Pacers 111 in Indianapolis. Second game of their little mini-series that's going on. Pacers won the first one with a Sabonis game winner. The Pacers led by 17 at one point, and then just bad turnovers, good Celtics defense, and Jason Tatum taking over in the fourth quarter, and the Celtics managed to just out-execute them down the stretch. Zach, I can't believe you're burying the lead. I mean, this is going to be all over the Boston Globe. Peyton Pritchard brought them back, Zach. Yeah, the new Bob Cousy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, did he bring them back or was he on the floor when they came back? You know what? I'm going to give him a little more credit than that. Okay. Okay. Because okay. he, right. he made some big plays. He defended sure. well, made some shots. Like he, he did all right. Like it's not, he wasn't the only reason. And granted, right. the, the young man named Jason Tatum had a lot to do with this win. But, you know, he, he, he definitely aided in the pursuit of it. Look, let me just be honest with you, Zach, just between you and I. He's the Boston Celtics, Alex Caruso. Uh, I don't think it's that far yet. He's at least a first round pick, right? Like, yeah, but you know, it's, it, but still, that's like the the model now is the way I'm. At least I'm viewing it. I don't care where they sure. got drafted. Um, but this was a tough one for the Pacers because they kind of just blew it down the stretch, right? You talked about the costly turnovers. They're coming out of a timeout down two, and Justin Holiday fumbles the ball turn it over, turns into a Celtics basket. They come down again, turn it over. Game's pretty much over at that point. Yeah, Justin Holiday tried to do a, a kind of a handoff, I think, to Victor Oladipo. And it's just like, no offense to Justin Holiday. I think he's a really good role player. That's not the guy I want initiating that action in an end-of-game situation, right? And he fumbles it. Jalen Brown jumps all over it. And then either the next time down the floor or the time after that, they try to fire a pass into Sabonis, and uh, he couldn't handle it, and pass was offline. And it's another turnover. And at that point, all right, now we've got to play the free-throw game. And the Celtics just walk away with a, a, a pretty easy win down the stretch, right? Like, they had to fight back to get in this game, but I didn't think they really had to overexert themselves in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I thought it was touch-and-go. A little bit, but they got there in the end. And this was a makeup for the fact that they lost the game before right. in Indianapolis where, you know, 
Sabonis had a big game, gets the game winner, and then Tatum goes to that handy step back three that does not seem to go in in clutch situations. Uh, and, you know, they lose that game. So they split that little mini series there. But really, Zach, the thing that concerns me about Boston is still just so heavy one on one basketball. It, it is. And also, Mo, like, I, you know, I know they won the game, so I don't want to be too negative here. But, um, you know, the Pacers, when the Pacers did get back in the game, because uh, they, they, you know, they gave up the 17 point lead, they got down double digits in the fourth, and they got back into it by just going inside time and time again because they were playing big. Boston was playing small. And I do wonder, can. Can Boston, if they're going to be ISO heavy, right? Because you know the point of of having a smaller lineup is so you can go out there and you know and and kind of pick apart whatever situation you have, have that flexibility, create that space, right? And so that's what they want to do, and they do that with a lot of ISO heavy ball towards the end of games. But it also leaves them very small uh, defensively, which was an issue last year. It's less of an issue this year, at least from a personnel standpoint. But they still like the Pacers did kind of bully them a little bit late in that game until they got sloppy. Yeah, I think I'm really interested to see how Tristan Thompson plays this out for the Celtics. You know, that was their big acquisition in free agency. He was the guy that was supposed to shore up their their big man rotation and things like that. And I haven't right. seen much from him. I mean, look, Sabonis dominated him for the past two nights. Like, that's a that's a tough deal there, you know. And, and if you're the Celtics fans, then that's the guy who's supposed to make you challenge in the East with, with all the big men, with the Embiid's, with the now Sabonis, we got to put him up in there, you know, Bam Adebayo and Giannis and stuff like that. You you got to start wondering now, like, it, are we getting Tristan Thompson, you know, now or are we getting the old Tristan Thompson where he was good for the Cavs? And I think that's going to be the, the big question going forward. It's going to be, I mean, it's early, right? Like, it's, it still yeah. feels weird to panic too much, but it's something to keep an eye on, right? But but to be fair, like he did have seven offensive rebounds in this game, right? Like he still did his stuff. Like he was still pretty good defensively. Uh, you know, he scored a little bit for them. He made free throws. He got seven offensive rebounds. Like he was he wasn't bad. He's just like when you got to go with someone like Sabonis, or he will have to face off against Embiid at some point. Like you just you do want that's probably when you want that heavy rotation of like we can go to Tice, we can go to Thompson, and we can go to Robert Williams. Although Robert Williams not always as reliable. I mean, he's the Time Lord, Zach. Sure, I don't know what that means, but yes, people keep saying, anytime I criticize Robert Williams' play, all I get back is, well, Time Lord, and I, the, great, the time should be on the bench. That's what it should be <laughs> over, is put him on the bench, right? Because he's not good, or at least he's not good yet. Um, but, you know, Tatum, Tatum down the stretch in that game, I mean, it's funny because, like, we had all the, hey, do you know he's like, I think he's 6'10 now and everything, and I, you know, I always laugh at those, those stories, I'm always just rolling my eyes, but as I was watching him, Mo, I was really like, Damn, this dude's like 6'10 doing all this stuff. Like, it really looked like that. <laughs> well, no, but Zach, you don't believe it till you see it. That's the one thing I've known about yes. you. That, that, you know, once you see it, then you're like, Yeah, but watch oh, no. it tonight, man. I was like, dude, this dude's 6'10. <laughs> I'm actually shocked you just didn't tweet out. Hey, did you guys know <laughs> Jason Tatum looked bigger? <laughs> like, I'm surprised you didn't tweet that out. You got to save it for the podcast, Mo. <laughs> oh, is that how the, thank you. That's how that works. Yeah. Um, no, but he's been awesome, like down the stretch and things like that. And I made fun of him for the step back three in the, the earlier game. But he's been their go-to guy down the stretch, and that's something that's going to continue even when Kemba Walker comes back. Like He is their leading man, and, and something maybe we didn't feel that way about him two or three years ago, but he's growing into that, and these are the reps he's got to take, and he's paying it off here for the Celtics you know, early on in this uh, regular season. 
Yeah, you did mention no Kemba Walker. Brad Stevens said before the game, no timetable yet on when he might return. And they did get good minutes out of Peyton Pritchard, right? Like, So they're going to have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart initiating an offense within that starting unit. But they do have Peyton Pritchard, who, you know, he was promised a spot in the 20s, probably by Boston. They drafted him, and um, and he looked good, right? Like, it's just one game. He had 10 points, five rebounds, five assists. He, but he but he looked good, and he looked comfortable out there. And almost they, they played him too much in the second half because he was sucking wind at one point, right? But they <laughs> right. were just kind of like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to roll with him. It's working. Yeah, he was looking at them going like, no, I, I need a breather. And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't need air. You're fine. Just go. <laughs> Just, just, just keep running. You're, you're fine. Um, no, he was good for them, and it's really gonna matter for this team. Even one Kemba walk comes back because they're going to need minutes off the bench. This is a v- pretty thin team, you, yeah. you, you know, with Romeo Langford and and who knows how much he, whether how good of a contributor he would have been this season. But he's out for several weeks. You know, like they're going to need this this kid to play and step up. So this is big moments for him. And it was good for this. That's a good thing for the Celtics to walk away from going like, man, the kid, can, he competes at the very least, right? Like he's going to try hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for the, the Pacers side of it, uh, Victor Oladipo, 24 points, six rebounds, six assists. He did look like he looked good, right? Like he was getting separation. Now, one weird thing I noticed after the game was he was retweeting all of his highlights on Twitter. <laughs> Which I thought, I'm like, dude, he lost. Like, I don't know if this is the time to do that, but whatever. You, know, you, social media you doesn't matter of, anymore. No, no, you of all people criticizing that. No, but he's going to be the one that gets the the flack for it if people say, right? Like, that's just a weird look to me. But but at least on the court, he looked good. Like, he was getting separation. He's blown by guys. Like, he's strong. Like, he looks like he has his legs. This is the Vic. If they get that Vic and and the Sabonis from the previous game against Boston, like, that's that's the combination you want. Yeah, no, they're, they're rolling. I, th- I, I feel like this is a sign of life from Victor the first one I feel like since he came back last January and we know everything with the bubble and all that stuff but it, this was a sign of life where I'm like this is the guy we want to see this is the all-star Victor Oladipo that we saw two years ago where everybody was like man this dude is a leading man this is a guy that can carry a team and this is a good sign for the Pacers and if you know they can find a way to keep him and Brogdon kind of keeping that synergy together on the court they're going to be in good shape. But I'm still flabbergasted. Zach, if you were an NBA player, you would tweet every made shot you had on a regular wear my basis. jersey everywhere. Yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So I'm, I'm a little caught off everywhere. guard with this. Let Victor tweet, man. Hey, it just, it just surprised me after the loss. I saw it all throughout the timeline, but whatever. You know, Victor can do whatever he wants. Discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Kings 125, Nuggets 115 in Sacramento. Every day we're shuffling, Mo, because we were shuffling this, these game <laughs> slots all night. We thought we were going to have Bucks Heat. We'll get into that a little bit later. We thought we were going to have Pelican Suns. We'll get into that a little bit later. Not a good national TV night, but we did get some good games. And Kings Nuggets have their second game of this season. The first one was nuts. This one wasn't quite as crazy, but it was a lot of fun. Nuggets used a 23-7 run in the third quarter to erase a double-digit deficit. 38-22 third quarter overall. Jokic and Porter combined for 31 points in the third quarter alone. But Kings came back in the fourth. Nuggets went scoreless for about five minutes in that fourth quarter. And a 20-3 run in the fourth by the Kings helped them take another double-digit lead and they get the double-digit win. Uh, Mo, what do you take out of this? Was this a, a Nuggets problem or was this a Kings victory? It's a little bit of both. You know, the way I looked at it, for for starters, I'm impressed with the Kings. You know, we've seen young teams, you know, let go of the rope after blowing a lead, right? Like, that's an easy, that was a 24-point swing in that third quarter. And, you know, we, we're used to seeing the Kings kind of fall apart after that. And these guys, you know, they're pretty toughness, you know, pretty tough. Showed a lot of resilience there in the sense of being able to stay in there. For the Nuggets, like, I'm worried that stretch there of five minutes, it was just bad basketball from them. Bad shots, uh, bad turnovers, Jokic going for a long ball to try to hit Gary Harris, and that gets picked off. Like, you know, just a bunch of iffy things there, and that that kind of concerned me. But, you know, no Jamal Murray. I, I, I'm not going to hold them too much to it because he plays such an important role for this team. But you got to start wondering at one point, do we have to worry about the Nuggets? Like these are early signs. It's not like I'm panicking, but I'm like uh, eyebrows raised. Just one. Yeah, it's just it's just in terms of like what you consider consider them right. Like if we're judging them off a championship level team, which I think a lot of people have them as, then yeah, I think you got to be concerned because they don't defend anybody, right? And, and you know, no no Jamal Murray, he's not going to help the defense, but he does he does help the offense. And when you're giving up 125 points, you're going to need as much of that as possible. But it's not like Monty Morris was any slouch. He had 24 points, right? Like Michael Porter Jr. is 30 and 10. Uh, Jokic was dealing in that first half at least from the passing standpoint and then he was scoring all over the place in the third quarter um he finishes with a quadruple double but not the fun quadruple double it's only like 75 percent fun he had 26 <laughs> points 12 assists 11 rebounds and 10 turnovers Oof. those 10 turnovers crept up on me too mo like i did not see that when i saw that he had a quadruple double with the turnovers I was like really like i knew he was a little <laughs> sloppy with the ball but man i didn't think it was 10 um but they just man you know we talked about this leading up to the season losing jeremy grant losing mason Plumley, losing tory craig um this team cannot defend they were a bad defensive team after the first month last season, and they have time to get it together. But again, how are we judging? We judge them as a good team. Hey, they're good, right? Like you, you can rest easy with that. We judge them as a championship contender. Um, and granted, it's early, and they got a lot of time to iron this out, but it's just early signs that defense looks bad. Yeah, and it's scary. But I also wonder how much of this is 
the Western Conference hangover. You know, it's sure it wasn't that long ago. I mean, we t- we give the the Lakers and the Heat a lot of leeway with with it being what was it like seventy something days from the start of the season to the, when the finals ended. It wasn't that much big a difference for for the Nuggets and for the Celtics even having that kind of hangover being in the conference final. So I'm curious to see if that might have something to do with it. And it was just, it's just surprising to see how disjointed they look at times is, is, yeah, is, for sure. is the way I would look. Cause they still have the continuity. It's not like they lost those guys, but it wasn't like they brought in a whole bunch of guys. They brought in Jermichael Green. He hasn't played yet. And that's a, a, a bit of an issue for them. But Will Barton came back. He he, he looks really good for them and, and was has been doing well. And I felt like he can make up for Jeremy Grant to a degree. But, you know, it's it's going to be a, a headache for Mike. Malone. I'd say Mike Malone would lose his hair, but he's it's kind of gone already. Yeah, we've, that, that ship has sailed right there. Uh, the Kings side of it, Kings did, you know, to their credit, um, they made him look bad at times, right? Like Harrison Barnes was dominant at time, and he was really going after Porter, right? Like just like, all right, this guy, I'm like, I know he's a bad, like he's on the scouting report, right? Like we know he's a bad defender. Go after him as much as you can. He was being tough with him. He was being quick. He was being savvy with the footwork. He was going at him. You know, uh, De'Aaron Fox finishes with 24 points. Uh, nine assists. He he only had two turnovers. He was really good down the stretch. Rashawn Holmes just seemed to get whatever he wanted in terms of getting to the basket. That little floater in the lane. Um, you know he was really good. But the story and the story is going to continue to be this guy out of Sacramento is Tyrese Halliburton, right? And it's early, Mo. I don't want to call any you know this guy's a bust or this guy's a bad pick or anything. But if you're looking at Detroit and you're like, all right, they got Killian Hayes, but we got this dude Tyrese Halliburton who everyone's falling in love with at this point. Um, you know, it doesn't look great. I don't want to start, you know, second guessing four four games in, but I'm going to second guess four games in. Like, Terry's Halliburton's the real deal. He looks so comfortable out there, and he, you know, defensively, he's not good. But offensively, he's so relaxed in a good way. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It's he just looks at ease, you know. It doesn't look rushed. It doesn't look panicked. He looks in control, Zach, when he's in, on the court. When he's running the offense, whether it's him with healed, whether it's him healed and Fox, he looks like he's in complete control. He's not freaking out or anything like that. He's in great, great shape right now. And this is a good position for him as a rookie, I think. Coming off the bench, it's a little bit of a change of pace because, you know, Darren Fox is so damn fast. You know, when he comes in, it's 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 not as fast. So it's a little bit easier for uh for him to kind of catch the defense on guard because they're so they're so used to having to defend Fox. I like what he does, man. I just think he's going to be a good, solid pro in this league for like 10, 15 years, like just by doing this. Yeah, absolutely. He's just, and he, he makes smart passes. He's got a weird jump shot, but it goes. It's kind of as long as it goes in. Shot. Long, as, as, long as long as it goes, goes in. in. Right, exactly. As long as it goes in, it's all that matters. Um, and he, he does. He Like he can compliment any of those guys out there, right? Like he's just, he's really good. He's really good at knowing how to fill the gaps. And then if he has to take over in a moment, he does that. And uh, the Kings jump to three and one, thanks to Fox, uh, you know, Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes dealing out there. And then Tyrese Halliburton, everyone's favorite rookie. Yeah. And also we got to mention this 37 points off of 20 nuggets turnovers. Like that's really, that's a great job by the Kings of taking advantage of your opponent's mistakes. 
Let's get to a little bit of news. None of it good. Well, I guess we got a little bit of good news, but we'll start <laughs> off with the bad news. John Morant is out for three to five weeks with an ankle injury. He suffered Monday night against the Nets in Brooklyn. Uh, it looked ugly when it happened. You know, they got him off the floor and then they wheeled him into the into the locker room. He came back out uh, with a boot on the bench. We knew he was going to be out for a bit, but three to five weeks, Mo. Uh, you know, they've got they got Tyus Jones. They've got you know they can play Kyle Anderson. You know, Anthony Melton gets back on the court. They can put him at the it league guard a little bit, but um, you know, Jaws the team. Yeah, no, that's brutal. And here's the hard thing with this shortened schedule, just seventy two games, out three to five weeks, Zach. That's I mean, shoot, they could be out of the playoff race by the time he comes back. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, with the shortened season and, and just how competitive the Western Conference is, like that's that's already a team that, you know, they've they've been without Jaron Jackson Jr. Like they they're missing key guys to miss their two best players. Um, and they weren't that deep to begin with. They're fun, they're young, but they're not that deep. Uh, that's just going to be tough to, to make up for. More injury news. Kevin Love is out three to four weeks with his calf strain. Uh, but the Cavs, you know, despite tonight, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, you know, still look good without him. Larry Nance Jr. has been really good. So at least at least early on, they can, they can survive a little bit without Kev- Kevin Love. Yeah, I, I mean, there are times I kind of forget Kevin Love's in the league. Sure. I mean, mostly because he's been out injured as the it, Cavs are tanking or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just not it's, tanking this year. But it's just kind of like, and, and, and I, I feel bad saying it, but it's just it's like, you know, I was watching a Cavs game. I'm like, oh, there's Kevin Love. That's right. Um, kind of situation. Uh, a little bit of good news when it comes to injuries is Chris Tapps Porzingis practiced with the Mavs and will hopefully be back soon. We know they just dropped a, a 51 burger on the. Uh, on the on the Los Angeles Clippers without Chris Tavs, but getting him back, you know, we saw at times the flashes that him and Luca could have together. He looked, you know, good in the bubble at times once he came back, but that the injury history is a little concerning. I mean, it's always going to scare you. There's no way you can look at it and just feel comfortable. I mean, the, he's like seven three, right? It's like it's just just something about these big guys that's really terrifying. And when it starts to hit their legs and their knees over and over again, you you get scared and you're just you just want to wrap them up in bubble wrap yeah absolutely and then the g league uh according to shams of the athletic is focused on orlando's disney campus as its bubble playing site for the 2021 season uh amid the coronavirus pandemic with tip-off tentatively scheduled for february 8th 18 of the teams will will participate uh 11 teams will not um they're expected to play a 12 to 15 game set schedule according to uh, Shams, um, you know, I, I was curious how they were going to get this G League in. Um, obviously, the concerns, there's testing, putting it in the bubble does seem like the right move. Yeah, I think it's the smartest thing to do in this scenario. Uh, it's it's not it it's hard enough with the NBA season, and and I imagine expensive enough trying to just get this NBA season off the ground. I don't know if you want to have two two seasons running at the same time in this scenario. I think you know that having them in the bubble probably the smartest thing to do. And uh, maybe the eye-catching part of that, the Ignite team, that G League Elite team is going to be nice. So that uh, that should be that should be fun. Let's get to the other games from Tuesday real quick. We'll run through those. Knicks 95, Cavs 86. Knicks win two games in a row for the first time in 303 days. That stat care of Mike Vorkanov of the Athletic. Julius Randle, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, triple-double to give Cleveland their first loss of the season. Warriors 116, Pistons 106 in Detroit. Steph Curry had 31, Andrew Wiggins had 27, and Kelly Oubre made a shot that wasn't a dunk. That's a big deal. Bucks 144, <laughs> Heat 97 in Miami. Bucks set an NBA record. 
29 made three-pointers in this game. Every player, all you know, 13 players for the Bucks played. Only one person didn't make one. It was Giannis, Mo. That's not surprising. But hold on, Zach. When you talk about the Heat, you have to say it. It's your Miami Heat. My Miami Heat? They don't pay me. No, no. Hey, listen, man. Hey, no Jimmy Butler, no Big Face Coffee. Uh, no chance of winning that game, but you know, <laughs> Bucks dominate the playoffs, and then Heat end up beating them in the or you, dominate you, the regular season. Heat beat them in the playoffs. You know, you're you're Miami Heat. You don't get to, you don't get to skate away from it, Zach. Sixers one hundred, Raptors ninety three in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid twenty nine points, sixteen rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. Raptors still struggling to start this season out. Bulls one fifteen, Wizards one hundred seven in Washington D.C. Zach Levine led seven Bulls players in double figures with twenty three points. Wizards still winless. Scott Brooks hot seat? Uh, it's, well, it ain't cold. <laughs> it's not cold indeed. Magic 118, Thunder 107 in Oklahoma City. Nikola Vucevic 28-10-5 as the Magic remain undefeated. Suns 111, Pelicans 86 in Phoenix as part of that horrible TNT lineup on Tuesday night. Suns dominated a game in which Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined for 17 points on 13 shots. They didn't even need to show up. Just unbelievable effort by the Suns. And then final game of the night, Clippers 124, Wolves Wolves 101 in Los Angeles. No Carl Anthony Towns. Lou Williams leads seven Clippers in double figures with 20. The game after losing by 51 points. In the last 30 years, teams that have lost by 50 or more are now 7-15. and 15. How about that? Read more about that on The Athletic from yours truly right here. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We have the Athletic NBA show, No Dunks, House of Strauss, all the team-specific shows. If you're not a member of The Athletic, theathletic.com slash daily ding. Buy one, give one. Thanks for waking up with us. Please stay safe. Please wear a mask. Please stay inside. Please enjoy the festive New Year's Eve in a responsible manner. Don't go out into crowds. Please don't do that. And Mo, hit us with that sign-off. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.